I'm Rich Baker, and this is Living the Dream. I interview the rare few who make their living in the world of entertainment. Big thank you to Phil Rant and the Comedy Podcast Network. The artwork is by Tom Burns. The original music is by Diana Lawrence. If you found us on iTunes, I love feedback. So if you leave a comment or rate the show, that'd be great. You can also send me an email, livingthedreampodcast at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook page now. It's facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. This is episode number 16. I speak with professional cartoonist John J. Murakami. Living the dream! My name is Rich Baker, and I have with me John J. Murakami, uh, professional cartoonist. Yes, aloha. Uh, 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 yeah, from Honolulu. Yes. Um, you, okay, so cartoonist is a term I know next to nothing about your industry. So oh, okay. do, you, do you prefer artist or cartoonist? Are they synonymous? You know, honestly, I prefer cartoonist. You prefer cartoonist. Because actually that's kind of my main field. Like I actually draw silly pictures, silly characters, and so forth. Uh-huh. When you say artist, that's really broad range. It could be a sculptor, illustrator, graphic designer, and so forth. My forte is really cartooning and drawing cartoons. Okay, yeah. great. Uh, okay, so what? First of all, let's say what got you into cartoons. Like, when did we? When did little, little John start <laughs> drawing for the first time? Well, I've always been kind of an indoor kid, and I was born in the seventies. And of course, you know, back then we didn't have internet, we didn't have computers, video games. How did you live? We had nothing. Yes, exactly. The uh, wild west. We had uh, caves and sticks, and we drew on the walls. No. <laughs> But, uh, no, realistically, um, it's funny because I always enjoyed cartoons because we had to look forward to Saturday morning cartoons. Again, back then, there was no Cartoon Network. There was no 24-hour cartoons. We had to wait for it for Saturday mornings. And once in a while, they would show it in the afternoons and so forth. And I was always fascinated by it. Um, My parents actually worked for a bus company, and they uh, would get comics that, that... kids would leave on the bus so I would read like Archie's and Richie Rich and so forth and um, <clears throat> like I said just always fascinated by that Saturday uh, Sunday morning excuse me um, there would be the Sunday funnies and again something I would always look forward to every week because I always enjoyed reading Peanuts and uh, Blondie and uh, uh, Family Circus and all these other comic strips and so forth so for me I guess like I kind of doodled around and like I said I was more of an indoor kid uh, so I mean I would play around here and there ride my bike and so forth but for the most part I enjoy just drawing and creating that way yeah yeah when, now uh, it's kind of fascinating to me like you so you grew up in Oahu which yes. uh, a lot of people both American and otherwise will save their whole lives just to come to Hawaii once <laughs> and uh, you know they always talk about like, I'm gonna go surfing I'm gonna yeah, do this yeah. and just none of that really was that appealing to you you know, it's really funny because I don't think my family was really into that as well, and my friends were, weren't really into that too. And we lived in in uh, Pearl City, which is kind of more in the mountains and so forth. I know it's an island. I know it. Well, sure, it doesn't but take anywhere. But yeah, but for the most part, it's like a thirty-minute drive to the beach is it, a lot more than a two-minute drive. Exactly. But um, I don't know. You know, for some reason, I just always enjoyed just drawing, and um, I was yeah, <laughs> just live uh, inside. Awesome. Uh, okay, so at what point, and so you, you draw and you like drawing, mm-hmm. was there any point where you said, yes, this is going to be my career, my living, I'm going to gear every decision in my life toward trying to make this a thing? I think, like I said, just growing up, I think um, I've always had a lot of support from my parents, and I've always been very happy for that. I know realistically they wanted me to be a pharmacist or something that could probably <laughs> take care of them, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> but I know they wanted me to be happy. So um, it's really funny because even all through like high school and college, or actually I would say it on high school, I didn't take art classes. I was actually more into the band. So oh, yeah, okay. I, I, another creative field. So I used to play the saxophone. No kidding. And so when I hit college, I kind of came to a crossroads where I had to decide, am I going to go into drawing or am I going to go into um, music? Okay. In which I decided, yeah, let's go into art. Was there any, like, big thing that made you say, you know, art over music? I think, like, for music, I think I was okay. I mean, I thought it was like, all right. But, you know, I, I realized the competition was just so fierce, and even more so being in Hawaii. I mean, how many job opportunities are there realistically, you know, unless, yeah. unless you leave? Um, did you go to school, to college in Hawaii? Yeah, I did. I went to oh, yeah. University of Hawaii, Manoa. Oh, great. And uh, it's not the four-year plan because, uh, you know, nobody graduates in four years anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. But um, it's funny because when I went to the University of Hawaii, um, I actually did a daily comic strip for the for the newspaper there. Okay. And that was kind of like when I decided, yeah, this is what I want to do because I'm really enjoying it. I'm getting good feedback from everybody and so forth. And again, too, this is a time, too, that I think computers and email was getting a little bit introduced. You know? Sure, it yeah. It's not as prevalent as today, you know? I mean, it was in the 90s and exactly. things were picking up. Eighty, Yeah, late 80s, 90s. So... Um, this I said this is something I want to do and it's really funny because even like today people still recognize me from my comic strips and they say hey I remember you did that comic strip in the in the Kaleo you know, which is the school newspaper oh wow um, yeah uh, you're interested in a gig and I'm like okay sure <laughs> nice yeah what, and was your were you a music major no no actually at that point I decided I'm gonna go into um, art into fine art oh so you did wind up changing your major yes, before you got out of yes. there nice uh, what was the comic strip that you uh, drew? What was it called? The, the comic strip actually was about like six college kids, and it was you know it was a very typical college comic strip, you know, just <laughs> misadventures. You know, I read it now and it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But it was called the University of Diverse City. Oh, okay. And basically, like I said, it was just six college kids and just all the crazy stuff that happened in college with them just trying to graduate. So. And was it a, a like a multi-panel, like a three kind of panel? Actually, thing? it was really funny because when they presented it to me it wasn't like a normal format it was actually about the size of an eight and a half by eleven. Oh wow and you can do whatever you want it can be one panel you can be 12 panels it's up to you okay as long as you just turned it in <laughs> what did you like how did you attack that did you um, do it different every week or it's funny because in the beginning because i had no idea what i was doing whatsoever i mean <laughs> well, sure you know like like any of us we're just fooling around we're like okay i think i know what i'm doing i'm gonna base it on somebody else's work so it was kind of like i would say six Six panels, yeah, you know, per. And okay, that's a, a fairly long yeah, comic bad. strip. Tell a little story. Not bad. And then um, back then, the, the newspaper was only three times a week, so it wasn't too bad. Nice. Falling semester went four times a week. Then falling semester went daily. And oh wow! So it was kind of tough to juggle between that and classwork and everything. So. Yeah, that's a lot of work. I mean, you're writing a short story <laughs> exactly. and then illustrating it every yeah, week, yeah. every every day. But I think, I think like anything else, by doing it every day, it's kind of like practice. You know, it's just like playing a sport or playing a musical instrument you know you just get better at it just by oh, practicing yeah. every day you know absolutely so so you know it i would say like each trip maybe took about like three hours from concept to finish uh-huh. so it wasn't too bad did you um like ask for that gig or did they approach you or was it how that work out it's kind of funny because um one of my good friends deb aoki uh she was the cartoonist at the time and it's funny because through a mutual friend, she actually found me that found me out and said, "Hey, 
why is your work not in the in the paper? And I said, I don't know. Right. <laughs> and so she dragged me over. She literally dragged me over to meet the editor. And the editor told me, hey, why don't you come up with at least six good comic strips, and then we'll see if we'll run you or not. And wow. that's kind of where it all started from. So I owe, I owe Deb a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so skip to, so after college, you said just work just kind of started getting offered to you because of that one strip? It's really funny because... You know, in Hawaii, that's the big thing. I think it's word of mouth is a big is the most powerful thing ever. And you got to remember, this is before Facebook, this is before internet or anything. Yeah. And um, a couple of my classmates knew other classmates, or you know, like my mom knew somebody, and they would call me and they said, "Hey, we want want you to do a shirt design. We want you to do like um, some kind of a logo or so forth." And you know, it, it's it kind of stemmed from there. Yeah. And um, I guess like over the years. I've done more and more projects, and I started to get a little bit more known. Mm-hmm. And I've been very fortunate that people have actually kind of recognized my work, and they like my style and so forth. So they would come and actually like hire me because they like the style. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you um, get out of college, and were these gigs enough to, to make a living, or did you actually have some crap no, jobs? No, I had to actually like find some side jobs. And actually, when um, <clears throat> when I couldn't pay the bills for like six months. I had to find something else, and I was I was very fortunate because just so happens I was visiting Borders, which was in uh, Ward Center, and I visited a friend of mine, and he said, "Hey, you want a job?" And I said, "Well, what's the job?" He said, "I just need you to make some signs, you know, just some real menial stuff." And I said, "Okay," and it's really funny because that was like, oh, I guess fourteen and a half years ago, uh-huh. and of course you know now Borders went under. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I've been working there part time ever since. But wow. but in the meantime, I've been getting contacts and I've met like publishers and um, it's amazing how much people I met, you know, just like being at Borders and like, oh hey, you're you're John. And it's like, hey, um, I got a gig for you. It's like, okay, <laughs> nice. So Borders was kind of like a, a constant over the years. It was, it was, it was um, purely part time, so only like uh, twenty hours a week, and then oh, I nice. had the rest of the time that I could just be drawing and deadlines and so forth. Yeah. And you, I, I know you've got a lot of irons in the fire, like like most people in the entertainment world. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you don't just do one thing, but uh, one one thing that uh, you do greeting cards, right? Greeting cards, yeah. How'd that go about? This was again too. This is something that I was introduced to um, these two people, Paul and Gail. And it's funny because the, the card company is called Miley Way Products because uh, at University of Hawaii, there's actually a road called Miley Way, and that's where we all met. And so they came up with a concept, and they said, hey, you know, um, all the card companies have these humorous cards, and we like it, and we noticed there's nothing like that in Hawaii at the time. So they approached me because, they, again, they know, they've known my work, and they said, hey, why don't we do this? Why don't we do local cards for local people? We'll make them funny. We'll give them a humorous twist. Yeah. And so we just took a chance on it, and this was about, like, maybe about 11... I think, I think even longer than that, actually. Maybe about, like, yeah, actually, probably about, like, 15 years ago. And we we just mocked up cards for every single occasion and stuff that made us laugh. And then um, my bosses, Gail and Paul, they actually uh, they actually approached the stores and presented to them. And um, one of the stores picked it up. And then from there, it just kind of spread around. And people seemed to know the cards that way. Nice. Yeah. And uh, so... Here's what fascinates me about being a cartoonist yeah. is that like I'm a comedian, okay. So I, I have to be funny, but I can't draw all that well. So you have to be funny and be a good. You you kind of are always <laughs> having two things going at once, right? It's, it's it's funny because not all artists, not all cartoonists are the same way. Like some 
can only draw and they don't write. And fortunately, I can do both. But yeah. But at the same time, too, it's like I always admire you guys because you guys are in front of people. You know, <laughs> you comedians are in front of people, and you know you have to come up with, uh, you know, your material right away. Um, I think Jim Davis, who did Garfield, actually kind of mentioned that it's like if we could think faster, we could be stand-up comedians. But no, <laughs> we we have to think about it. We sit down. We have to sketch it out and so forth. Yeah. So that's what we do. <laughs> but in in a way, like I mean. They're, they're both hard for different reasons, but what we get to do is, is I get to be in front of an audience, and if they laugh, yeah. I know I did a good job, right. and if they don't, I know that I didn't, whereas right. you kind of live in this vacuum of, well, I'm, I, th- I think this is funny, so I'm going to put it out there, and I hope other people will. That's pretty much what it is, real- realistically. I mean, and unless we get any feedback, we really don't know if people are even looking at it, or reading it, or do they like it, or hate it, or so forth. It's very rare that we get, like, positive emails or comments back you know a lot of it is like people complaining like oh you know that really offended me and so forth oh okay thanks you know well at least somebody's reading it you know yeah i mean that means something uh what uh, do you remember any particular uh comments you've gotten things that offended people you know, that you did uh, you know i can't remember off that i remember in college i did one where you know going back to the college trips where yeah there was just a lot of guys and they were just burping in a row and it was just like blah 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 and the last panel was kind of like Mel Bondi, you know, and it, you know, I didn't think anything. It was just a that's, good, that's good funny. Guy. And then, like, and then, then I get this flame letter, like, you know, obviously Mr. Murakami doesn't understand anything about Mel Bondi. And, <laughs> and, and I was like, what the, you know? And you know, it was at that point too that I realized that I was so sensitive to criticism back then. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and so I was really like shocked, and I was really bummed out. And I'm wondering, like, man, maybe I shouldn't do this, you know, and, and things like that. But fortunately, all my friends kind of reassured me like no 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 it's okay this is normal don't worry about it you know there, yeah. there are worse things that can that can happen to you you know but this is why like for me it's like I kind of stay, steer away from like political issues and so forth because I don't want to deal with any kind of fair you know <laughs> criticism that way or accusations and so forth yeah <laughs> yeah I recently read uh, the fart of uh, the far side book that had like kind of the biography of Gary Larson oh, yeah. he was talking about like people would get inflamed and raged about like the silliest things and, and, and it's crazy because you know it's you think it's a harmless comic strip but so many people read into it and yeah. you know and, and they think you know they they come up with some kind of a, a meaning that you you know it's one of those like no this is not the intention yeah, it's like I don't know how you're getting this, but all right. Yeah. Well, and then it, it's funny to me to think it was just a few years ago that that guy, his life was threatened for putting Muhammad in a comic. Oh strip, yes, right. Yes, like, yes. Well, that's another thing. Religion is a big issue as well. Yeah, just you know? stay away. Yeah, I, yeah. There's certain certain issues I will not touch. You know? Good for you. So uh, you were nice enough to bring me um, copies of Gordon Ryder, yes, which is your superhero, and these look really cool. I'm oh, look, thank I'm, you. Thank you for bringing them. No, really for bringing them. Um, how did Gordon Ryder come about? And tell us a little about what he is. Uh, Gordon Ryder is, is basically it's a comic book. Uh, it's based after one of our friends, Gordon, who was kind of a goofy guy back then. Um, he, we were, we were okay. I guess a little background history here. Um, again, getting back to when I was growing up, uh, we used to watch this this uh, Japanese superhero show. It's a live action superhero show called Kikaida, okay. which is. Um, it's kind of like a predator to like uh, the Power Rangers. Okay. So you know it's a guy in an outfit and they're fighting like these monsters. These monsters. Sure. They're always dressed up kind of thing. Anyway, there was a side character called Kamarida, and every year they come back with a new one and so forth. So at that point we watched the newest one and we were kind of like aghast. Like as kids we're like, oh this is great they're bringing it back they're bringing it back and we we were watching it I was like what happened 
they really messed it up. Oh no. And so we were a little bit bummed out by that. Then our friend Eric was kind of laughing. He said like, Oh, you know, Gordon, you know, you can make a better superhero than this. We can make a better show. So I'll tell you what, let's let's buy like a, a twenty five hundred dollar uh, high definition camera and we'll we'll just film you. And <laughs> we'll put you on we'll put you on public television and so forth. And, um, that's how they all get started. That's how we all get started. And so, um, because we spent so much on the camera, we won't have $18 left for your outfit. So, you know, we have to give you, like, a baseball helmet, you know, a safety vest, and you have to put your underwear over your, your pants and so forth. And then um, we just have various guys beating you up, and that'll be our show, Gordon Ryder. And we were laughing so hard at this concept, and it kept on coming up over and over. Uh, we are hanging out at my friend's shop. Um, back then it was called Mecca Hawaii. Now it's called Sean Shop. And he had a whiteboard. And what happened was, just for the heck of it, I just did a preliminary drawing on um, on the whiteboard. And it just kind of escalated from there. Like, everybody started giving input and feedback and so forth. And it turned into this whole comic, you know, this whole this whole um, superhero where he, he was just like this misfit superhero who would just get beat up. And, <laughs> you know, he's just trying to save the day, but he's so inept and everything. And, and that's what the product is right here. It's like it's a, it's a group project of everybody who contributed their ideas. Wow. Yeah. So he's – does he have actual superpowers? He actually has superpowers, but he has to do it in alphabetical order. Interesting. So <laughs> okay. it's like – so let's say like Gordon Ryder arrow. Okay, he has an arrow. It's in his hand. He throws it. Okay, maybe B is like Gordon Ryder bow. Oh, wait, I threw away the arrow. Okay, we're messed up. So I'll just throw the ball at them, and so forth. And I guess as we progressed, it became like, you know, we're starting to define them a little bit more. Like, now everything has to be food-related, you know? So, yeah. like, uh, uh, burrito blast or something like that. You know, it, it's very silly. And it's, you know what the great thing about this, too, is, like, we started to realize that people like Gordon Ryder because of the whole um, interactivity. So on Facebook, I have a, um, there's a fan page for him. So once in a while, I ask all our fans, it's like, Hey, we need a we need a monster. Can you help me design a monster? I need a a color, an animal, and an animate object. And then you know people write in, and I'll pick one, and we'll create the character, and I'll acknowledge wow. the person, and so forth. So yeah, it's kind of fun. You're part improviser that way. Yeah, that's, sort that's of. What, yeah. <laughs> like we need this, and then we make something from it. Um, do you? So I'm looking at this uh, yes. comic book, and it uh, looks super like professional and great. Do oh, you, you where? Where does one pick these up? Are they available in comic book shops? Um, you know, it's funny because I never really approached him about it. Um, you can actually like go to my website and, and get it from you your website from there, as well as uh, if you if you have a chance. Oh, actually, no, actually, I think we pulled it from there. But uh, yeah, just go to my website. Yeah, All right, at, uh, or you can go to GordonRider dot com. GordonRider dot com. Yeah. And you, what's your website? Um, my website is JohnJMurakami dot com. JohnJMurakami dot com, and I'll make sure to put and also those. on Facebook. Yeah. And I'll put all those links on the blurb for the Thank you. podcast so that people can uh, visit them and, and see what that. Uh, were you influenced by a lot of superhero comic? You said that you'd read Blondie and Family Circus and stuff. Yeah, you know, it's really funny because all my friends would come, go down to the comic shop and they would be picking up, like, Alpha Flight and X-Men and Superman and Batman and so forth. But, you know, for some reason, those were too serious for me. <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. And I didn't, I didn't like the fact that you pick up one it's like, oh, now I have to wait for a month to find out what happens next, you know? Yeah. So I actually like more humorous comics. Uh-huh. Uh, so I used to read like Grew the Wanderer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just just misfit superheroes. Just really, I was always fascinated by. It. So when the Tick came out, I was really I really enjoyed it. Oh yeah, sure. I don't, I don't know if you remember this uh, cartoon on TV called Mighty Heroes. I don't think Ralph so. Bakshi. It was like back in the 60s, 70s. You know, there was like Rope Man and 
and Cuckoo Man and Strong Man and Diaper Man and Tornado Man. And it was, it was just really like, what, what are we watching here? This is bizarre. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Um, okay, so you do the green cards, you do the yeah. comic books. What, what else, what other irons you got in the fire right now? Um, I do a, a, a comic strip for the, our local newspaper here, the Star Advertiser. Okay. And that's like once every third week. Uh, you see it on the Sundays and the features, and that's called Calabash. Nice. And you can see that online as well. Um, I also do another comic strip for the Japanese-American newspaper, The White Herald. And that's a comic strip called Generation Gap, which is kind of centered around the grandparents and the grandkids and how they don't see eye to eye with each other. Is that in English or Japanese? It's in English. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you spoke Japanese, too, I'd be like, okay, yeah. <laughs> you're too talented to talk to me. Get away. <laughs> I speak very, very little. Very, very little. Fair enough. What are... Uh, I mean, obviously, you're doing what you set out to do, and you're totally living a dream, but, like, is there more, are there bigger horizons that you want to, oh, you yeah. want to do, like, animation for television? Oh, or? yeah, no, animation is probably, like, my ultimate uh, goal. Like, I would really, really, really like to get into that. And it's really funny, I mean, I, I, I kind of regret not going the path of, like, some of my other friends who, like, right after high school, they went to Disney or, or so forth, you know, they went, they went to work up for other companies. I was always kind of like I wanted to do my own characters. I kind of didn't want to do everybody else's work, so yeah, it was hard for me to kind of think that route. But at the, at the same time, it's like if I could get like an animated feature, I mean that would that would be my ultimate dream, you know? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Goal, you know, do um, I don't I just don't, like in my industry. I moved to Chicago, you know, because that's where mm-hmm. improv is. Or you moved to L.A. or or, or New York. But uh, in your industry, can can you just do that? Can you try and get an animated feature from anywhere? Or do you have to go? Um, do you have to move? Can you do it from here? I, I don't know. I'm really not sure, to be honest. I would imagine you would have to, like, move, you know, just to so you can meet with everybody and so forth. You know, just those meetings with yeah. studios and so forth. Um, <clears throat> I know a lot of people have told me to move up to, like, Seattle or L.A. or so forth, you know, because there's a lot more jobs available, <clears throat> especially in our field. But I don't know. I guess I guess you've seen my work. It's very local based. I mean, it's very Hawaiian. Oh yeah. Based. And you know, um, one of my mentors, Dave Thorne, has always told me, "Draw what you know, mm-hmm. and and then draw you know what you enjoy." And that's why I've never left. <laughs> Fair. I mean, hey, if you're the premium cartoonist in Hawaii, that's <laughs> that's saying I I would assume. I don't know what the strata is, but uh, yeah. as many strips as you got going, comic books, you're probably like if you look up cartoonist Hawaii. You're the guy, right? Uh, <laughs> there, there are many, many cartoonists here, actually. Yeah. yeah. Do you um, ever like collaborate with other cartoonists, or? Um, we we've, we've done a couple things here and there, but uh, for the most part, yeah, we kind of just kind of keep on our own, you know. Because sure, I think like anything else, just to just to kind of motivate each other, you know, like uh, we're working on a project, or actually, like we we have cartoon get-togethers where we we invite all these different co- comic book artists and so forth locally, and. You know, sometimes when we run these projects and just trying to organize and trying to get everybody together, it's kind of a kind of a hard thing, you know. So, well, yeah, sure. <laughs> so working on a project is kind of hard too. We actually had one back in '96. Um, it was called Pagers, and it was a collaboration of. All, it was kind of an anthology, and we tried to get all these different artists to you know submit work. And like I said, chasing after everybody was just kind of tough. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, I mean, it's hard enough to get a bunch of actors together. Yeah, <laughs> people who's. Are used to working alone. It's exactly. probably crazy. 
Do you still play music at all? Like, does that influence no, your life? No. I mean, well, you know, music does. Like, a lot of times when I'm drawing, I usually have something playing in the back to kind of inspire me. Uh-huh. You know? And after a while, I get to become white noise. But, you know, just to get the initial mood, I'll yeah. listen to, like, jazz or, um, you know, like, soundtrack music or so forth, based on what I'm working on, you know? Yeah. To kind of just get me into it. As a comedian, I carry um, a little notebook on me, and anytime I think of anything that could ever possibly be funny, I go, hang on a second, whoever I'm talking to, just hang on. And I write down a couple words to be like, yeah. this is the joke. Is that something that you do? Of like, I, Actually, yes, I do that. And fortunately now with the iPhone, you have that note function, which yeah. I tend to do that. Yeah, because, you know, I, but I'm kind of the same way too. Like, I'll be in the car, and I'll think of something on the radio, and then there's like a napkin, and I'll just write it really fast. You know, I have to stop late before I forget it. And, and it's true, because, you, you know, a lot of times you have the idea... And, you know, you're thinking about so many things that if you don't write it down, you lose it, you know? Oh, and, then, yeah. and then you kind of regret, like, oh, what was that idea? No, I had it. Absolutely. I idea. Yeah. I've lost way more jokes yeah. than I've ever told. <laughs> Do you, uh, when you have these ideas like I can imagine that if, if my job was to just sit at a desk and draw mm-hmm. you could do that from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed uh, right. do you have to just like block out time of like this is the time I'm gonna draw and this is the time I'm gonna not draw in order to keep sane um no I think I think it's one of those things where it's like um I can pretty much be anywhere and work you know I've been fortunate that way like if I wanna like even like for drawing like some people they have to have a dedicated area. Like, I've talked to some artists, like, no, I've got to be sitting at my desk at my drawing board, and that's the only time I come up with ideas and draw. I've been fortunate that I can pretty much be anywhere. Nice. And uh, so, like, you know, even at a McDonald's or, like, in the shower or anywhere, you know, just... It's got to be hard to draw in the shower. Can. Well, you know... <laughs> I have this waterproof pencil yes. and a waterproof paper, and I keep it on my shower door. But sometimes when you get stuck, you know, for an idea, like like... You know, like, you see the deadline. It's like, oh, i got something to do tomorrow. Shoot. And I can't think of anything. You know, you take a walk or so forth. And a lot of times ideas will just kind of happen that way. Nice. Yeah. When, uh, so, uh, did you ever have any, like, crap jobs as far as, like, uh, you know, working at a McDonald's or, or something like that growing up? Or do you no. ever remember, like, a real bad job you had that wasn't in the industry? Well, that was border. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> hey, there, there's no one to get mad at you at this That's point. That's true. That is true. You could talk about um, borders all day. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. No, you know, I, I really did enjoy borders. But, you know, it's funny because I guess, like, you realize, too, like, it's retail. You know what I mean? It's well, like, yeah. and, and, you know, actually, it's really funny because just observing all these things, it's funny how, how you see how, how uh, people act. You know, like how customers act, how employees act, and so forth. So, you, you know, I mean, it's there were, there were times you had some really bad customers and so forth. But I think that's any job you go to, you know? Sure. <laughs> Realistically. Um, really, really bad jobs. Um, you know, I can't really think of anything aside from, like I said, yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. When, uh, so with the new medium, and I, I say that, I feel like I sound like a 60-year-old man when I say that, but like... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I still buy comics that mm-hmm. are bound, um, you know, they trade paperbacks and whatnot, but a lot of my friends are starting to just, <clears throat> they say, screw that, and they're getting them straight to their iPads. Yeah. Uh, is that, are you, are you trying to gear yourself towards making your comics available for those kind of I people? Pr- I probably should, because, I mean, like anything else, it's, it's one of those things, like, we have to adapt with the times and let's face it it's like I think the ebook readers and everything they're not gonna go away if anything more people are, are jumping onto it and so forth yeah and a lot of people I talk to especially like our age and so forth it's kinda like 
No, no, no. I love boats. I love the feel of boats <laughs> and everything. But, you know, we can deny it all we want, but, you know, it's going to happen. So you either jump aboard or you get left behind. Yeah, you know? I mean, I doubt books ever yeah. go away, but yeah. they're not it's as much. There. Yeah. yeah, you know. I mean, borders closed. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, For various reasons. I don't know if you've <laughs> seen this. It just fascinated me, speaking of comics, is that... Um, They've got the the reader for the iPad is you download a comic and it will take you panel by panel and it'll even take you word bubble by word bubble. Yeah. So yeah. that you know which one is in what order. Which that would always confuse me reading comics. Like, right. wait, which bubble am I supposed to read and respond <laughs> to which one? But I think like anything else, I think from from reading a lot of comics, we understand the the pattern and how it goes, you know, up up, down, left, right, and so forth. So, sure. Yeah. The yeah, so I mean, I hope to see Gordon Ryder available on uh, on ebook at some point because I feel well, and that would also like probably broaden your fan base or the like, potential. Yeah, yeah it I, it would. Yeah, it, it's one of those where I'm just well, the problem is I'm trying to do everything. You know, I'm trying to be oh absolutely the businessman, the drawing, you know, doing handling the printing and so forth. So you know, and you hear how many projects I'm involved with as well. So it's, oh yeah, it's a big juggle. <laughs> now, as far as you have all these projects going, yeah. is there other things that you're like? Well, I, I, the, I know you said, like, animated feature something maybe yeah. in, in the future. Is there anything that's, like, right on the horizon that you want to get accomplished pretty quick? Um, you know, it's really funny because, you know, like, if you asked me maybe about, like, ten years ago, I would say syndication. You know, that was the big thing. I think for any cartoonist or anyone who does comic strips, that was the biggest epitome, you know, of where you want to be. You want to be picked up by newspapers and everyone's going to read it. Now, of course, like I said, it's like, I don't know how well the syndicates are doing. I mean, papers are closing down and sure. so forth. And then now um, everybody's jumping on web comics and so forth, where people can just look at it for free and so forth. So, yeah. so you know, I mean, I'm kind of pursuing that way. And actually, Gordon Wright is now kind of being kind of like a web comic that I'm trying to produce, like, nice. you know, so much every week. So, How do you make money from a web comic? Or do you? Is yeah, that made you know, realistically, I think what what's happening is, like, with the web comic, I'm, I'm kind of banking in on... Um, getting a fan base uh-huh. and from the fan base after we collect the, the comics after so much you know hopefully like bound and uh, sell the merchandise and so forth shirts sure, and yeah. t-shirts and do you ever do comic book conventions do you go as a speaker or set up a booth anything like that um, yeah actually you know, it was uh, I've been to the San Diego Comic Convention of course that's the big one absolutely yeah so but it's a zoo it's like it's, <laughs> it's just so big I mean you get lost in the shuffle you know Yeah. but uh, we do have some local comic conventions over here the, we have the Kauai Con which is a uh, anime con. Oh, nice. That's usually in, like, March or April. Um, there's a second one that opened up, which is called the Hexby. And that was more like a... Kind of like modern-day culture. It's kind of a culture uh, convention. So there's a little of everything. There's, like, steampunk and Ghostbusters and uh, comics and anime and all different kinds of stuff. All yeah. general things nerd. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like general nerd. <laughs> okay. Um, he... I had a question and then it went away from me. Oh, so, sorry. okay, this is a question that I ask every one of my guests, okay. um, or I, I try to remember to, is if I created a world, and bear in mind it would be a terrible world, but there was be, <laughs> there would be no art, yes. no music, no acting, no comedy, all forms of entertainment, gone. And, I mean, everything else, banking, counting, uh-huh. custodial, like all those jobs exist, but uh-huh. there's no, that, is there a job out there that wouldn't make you tear your hair out? Oh, boy, that's an interesting question. Um, and if not, like, what would be the lesser of all evils? Um, I, I, I think I would hate myself at that point, actually. But uh, so you'd be a news tire. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. so, no, I mean, you know, I can't, I can't really, I can't imagine a world like that because even like, 
if you're even just sitting down and you're just doodling, I mean, that's yeah. art right there, you know? Yeah. So, you know, you whistle something, that's, you're, you're a musician. So I, I really can't envision a world like that, you know? It's, I mean, it's a, I don't even know why I asked it, but it's, a, it's just a question that boggles my mind of, like, most artists, yes. uh, either visual like yourself or, or performance uh, or whatever, really do it because they don't want to, not only do they don't want it or anything else, mm-hmm. they feel like they can't. I see. Interesting. Um, and I don't mean can't like you don't have other skills. I mean can't like no, I have to do this. Yeah, I have yeah. to be a cartoonist. I have to be a singer, whatever. Um, you know, I, I think I think like you said, I mean you just have to do what you love, you know, and like I've I think I've told you it's like um I've always loved cartoons and I've always loved entertaining people and yeah. I've always loved uh telling gags and so forth. So uh you know, yeah, like I said, I, I just can't visualize doing anything else. Yeah, really, that's, that's the answer I get most <laughs> often than not. Uh, now, I met you when you were doing one of the, your, like, I don't know what to call it, lecture presentations at a library. Is yeah. That, that was, what do you call those? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. Lecture presentations. <laughs> great. Slash, slash, slash. Uh, do you do those a lot? Um, I do a lot of career talks. This is the first, uh, maybe the second time I've done it for the library. So yeah. it was, it was, it was kind of nice, you know? And just get a, and do you get a lot of kids come to you and say, "I want to be a cartoonist"? Yeah, do definitely. You, what advice, uh, if any, do you give them? I um, there's several things. I mean, I tell them just keep practicing every day, get better, um, try to be original. You know, like a lot of these kids when they come in, and I started that way too. We all copy other people. Like I right. used to draw Charlie Brown all the time, you know, and so forth. Um, a lot of these kids, especially now, they're watch they're copying what they see on TV. They're they're drawing a lot of manga and anime, you know, whatever they watch right now. Yeah, I tell them it's like that's great, but try to expand yourself. Try to do your own characters. Try to come up with your own stories and and so forth. And some listen, some don't, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, everybody works differently. Um, I also tell them don't get discouraged. You know, it's it's very easy to if something's not coming out, it's like oh, I'm not going to do this. You know, yeah, I'm going to be a banker. <laughs> well, and the world needs bankers. Exactly. So. Uh, have, I know you're you're not a you're you're still a young guy, but like, have you had anyone come back to you and go, "Hey, uh, you may not remember me, but you gave me some advice a few years ago, and now I'm a cartoonist, or now I'm a whatever." Actually, you know, I I haven't had anyone who said that, but a lot of people come up and they said, "Oh, I really like your work," or "Oh, I got a good one." Actually, when I was in Kanuki and gave a um, a library talk, um, after I gave the presentation, family came up. Mm-hmm. And the mom's kind of like, show him, show him. And so she opened her sketchbook, and there was a little drawing that I guess I did when I was working at Borders. And, oh, wow. and I drew it for her, I guess, like oh, when I was um, at the registers. And I was kind of flipping out. I was like, yeah, I drew this. When did I draw this? And she's like, oh, you may not remember, but you really inspired you know, her. And she was an eight-year-old girl. And she showed me her whole sketchbook just full of drawings and everything. So... That was that was really a great moment for me. Oh, to me, nice. it's kind of like wow, you know, making a difference here. So yeah, like, <laughs> something you you probably didn't even remember. No, totally changed someone's life. I always get a lot of that. It's like, hey, you remember sixth grade when you drew me that drawing? Nah. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was that was many. That was a lot of <laughs> alcohol ago. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, uh, thank you for being on the show. Oh, it's thank a, you. Uh, and I so check out GordonWriter.com. Yes. Uh, JohnJMurakami.com yes. uh, and get the greeting cards. There's all kinds of things. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Just just Google me. You can. It's, it's easy to find me. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. John J. Okay. Living the dream. Thank you very much, Rich. Big thank you to Phil Ranta and the Comedy Podcast Network. Original artwork by Tom Burns. Original music by Diana Lawrence. Drop me an email. Living the dream podcast at gmail.com. 
Rate the show on iTunes, leave a comment. I appreciate all the feedback. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash livingthedreampodcast. Next week's episode will feature professional dancer Emily Fine. Be sure to check that one out. Thanks for listening. My name is Rich Baker, and this is Living the Dream.